Savage. What's going on, Savages? Welcome to another episode of the Savage Snowflake Podcast. With me, Jeff Leach, your host, your friend, your brother, your lover, your mother, your father, your sister, that weird kid next door that you don't really want to be friends with, but then over time you realise they have a wonderful personality and actually could be the lifelong friend you've always been searching for. 40 years go by, you end up moving in together, you buy some property, you invest in a business together, you momentarily argue about that business, but then it all comes right by the end and you realise that your friendship was more important than any money you could ever hope to earn in your entire life. That's what I want to be to you. Uh, thanks very much to all the patrons as well. Keep supporting patreon.com forward slash Savage Snowflake. You can donate as little as $1 a month. If you're listening regularly, I know we've got 20, uh, 29.4 thousand listeners right now. Uh, so I'm sure a few of you are listening regularly. I've seen the numbers racking up every single week. If you want to support this podcast, we could do with your support. It will help pay the bills, keep the lights on, and hopefully get a producer in here. Then I don't have to fuck around doing all these little buttons that I have to do normally. Also, thank you very much to our sponsors of course we've got manscaped.com over here manscaped.com the finest purveyors of trimmers for your body hair for your downstairs areas gentlemen uh ladies i'm sure you can use it too to trim up that beautiful topiary you call your lovely pubic hair gentlemen if you've got hairy balls if you are trying to put those anywhere near a lady you're losing man it's not going to happen do yourself a favor get the lawnmower 2.0 from manscaped.com it's got a skin safe technology it will never nick your nuts your balls will thank you so will your fair maiden and you'll end up enjoying your life an awful lot more if you want to get 20% off all of their products head to uh, manscaped.com use code savage 20% off at checkout using that code you'll also get a free beautiful high-end leather travel bag to put all your stuff in it's quite big as well you can get all your other bits and bobs in there when you're traveling around the country and also you'll get free shipping on every order and of course thank you very much to boundless tech as well boundless that's b-n-d-l-s tech.com if you go to their website you can check out all of their wonderful vape technology if like me you love a little smoke to relax take the edge off the week you want to smoke some flour some distillate some resin some chrysalis whatever the fuck you like you have got the right tools at that website bndlstech.com and if you use code savage over there you'll get 25 percent a whole quarter of the price of all of their wonderful tech i use personally the terra and the cf710 that's my favorite bits the charge is ridiculous lasts for hours and hours and hours very simple to clean you can open up and remove every single part it's so beautiful to use these wonderful ceramic coils on it it really works very well check them out bndlstech.com okay joining me today you might have seen my guest on jimmy fallon he's also been on comedy central it's mr dave wait how hey, are you brother hey buddy all right now you're looking at me before it was weird you were like looking at looking that other at camera and i was like boy it's, this is awkward <laughs> plus the intro is so smooth and so like i want to get through that so i can do the interesting thing which is talking to you you're good at the ad reads you Thanks, know man. terrible at the rest of it yeah well yeah. reading the ads is the most important part of the whole it's show two minutes of professionalism followed by 58 minutes of utter gibberish um and you had those memorized they were always the same ones or you just sit there and you same do two it. sponsors at the moment yeah all yeah. right but you know hopefully more to come dave yeah yeah and who, you're just walking would, around the apartment talking about your balls in the mirror and stuff i do that all day every day i've been practicing <laughs> that speech i'm one day i'm gonna fuck up and end up saying that at something some kind of important uh you know official event like a wedding or something <laughs> and go thanks very much we're here to celebrate the joining of jody and Stephen. but also Stephen, if you want smoother balls for the <laughs> manscape.com um what would you like to be sponsored by if you if you could if you could pick one product to sponsor you what would it be Oh man, that's heavy, bro. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, come on, man. Look, it's an ideal world. Everyone's uh, listening. They're going, oh, I wonder what Dave wants to be sponsored by. This is your chance. Who would it be? Go. 
I don't know. I love pretzels. I mean, if there was like, I like soft pretzels. If there was a pretzel company, that was like. <laughs> that is so fucking beautifully specific. Are we talking like the old school, big, fresh, warm, straight Yeah, fresh, out? warm. <laughs> Bit of mustard on a fucking. Yeah, or like some cheese or mustard. Or, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, but the soft pretzel. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you could do that. I feel like that's a very obtainable. Yeah, know. I mean, I'm surprised there's not like a one say, like. Fr- they're mailing you all sorts of frozen food. I'm surprised they're not mailing you like a high-end quality frozen pretzel. I mean, the one thing, if you go, <laughs> this is crazy. I'm just like, pretzels is like my jam. And This I, is this is actually why I brought you here today. And I, I find, it's like the one thing on a menu, I really have a lot of follow-up questions. I also have a lot of follow-up questions about chicken tenders now, too. Oh, my God. But like, when they say they have like, we got pretzels, like ho- homemade or made here yeah, and yeah, i'm yeah. always like but are they really because sometimes they're just the ones that you buy in the fr- the grocery store yeah and i'm like i don't want that i want one that's it's made in advertising in it Dave. yeah because yeah because i don't want that i want something that was made in a bakery because the the really good bakery ones like i'm from cincinnati or northern kentucky but it's right across the, the same area and home uh, of the homemade pretzel i think well it? no it's a, a lot of ger- german people settled there so there's a lot of german home bakeries nazism okay no, no. <laughs> but you can go into these bakeries and buy like one of these soft pretzels for like a two dollars and they're like amazing they're bakery yeah. pretzels and so i've got to keep the nation running so i'm kind you know that's what i when i'm out out in the world and i'm trying some new place and they have pretzels on the menu usually at some sort of beer hall especially if it's a any sort of beer hall that tries to give you like the frozen pretzel, it's like, dog, you're just not a good beer hall. Nah, get the fuck out of here. Because sometimes, every once in a while, you'll get like you can't some... frog march on a frozen pretzel. No, I don't I know mean, what that means. Na- the Nazi <laughs> contingent of, uh, <laughs> of Cincinnati, they need that fresh stuff if they're going to kick those legs nice and high, aren't they? So, yeah, I would love to be sponsored by pretzels. I didn't mean to just miss your riff about Nazis, but I. No, that's all right. That's all right. It was, it was, it was, I slipped it in there. It might have gone unnoticed. Um, I uh, am a fan of a pretzel, but a little bit like a bagel. It's a kind of treat that I'll only treat myself to once every few months. Yeah. Because well, you're a lean guy. You're probably working out a lot. I am, but I still I eat see some a lot. Shit. You do a lot of shirtless Instagram. Not anymore, man. You I don't? haven't done any. I, I actually deleted all of my um you know all of my photos with my ass out staring out of a window which were amusing they were comical but i re- removed all of those did you get in a relationship or something no i just realized i look like a cunt yeah i was like this guy's trying to thirst trap but ladies yeah. don't care everybody they're all making fun of him <laughs> yeah i mean but here's the deal though as well bear in mind like i think you know we've got to utilize whatever skills we can to yeah. to get people interested in our comedy and what we do <laughs> and one part of it is you know i feel like all right i do have a lot of female and gay fans <laughs> yeah so i go like here's a little here's a little man nip Enjoy that. Drink that in. Yeah, yeah. Yes, here's a joke. And then I say, I'm like, oh, come on, Jeff. <laughs> did, you, well, did you ever read the comments of those photos? Nah, I would just see the picture and I'd be like, what's going on here? See, this is the problem. That that the, the humor that I used to put on there, those shirtless photos and stuff, <laughs> the descriptions were always like piss takes of like inspirational Instagram yeah, yeah. models, you know? So I'd always have a But thing if a lady's like, got like her tits out in a picture yeah. and she's trying to write something funny underneath it, I ain't going to read that funny thing either, you know? Well, you're going to be furiously masturbating, surely, no, at that point. I'm not going to yank it to the gram. I'm not old-fashioned. That's like yanking it to a catalog back in the day. <laughs> Which was the best wanks I think I ever had. <laughs> yeah, because you had to imagine what the nipple looked like and there'd be like that pointy bra. They don't make that pointy bra. They anymore. don't. Not like they used to. Where are you from? The 1950s. They don't. They haven't made pointy bras for fucking 
They always, decades and decades and decades, they right? They always had that pointy bra on the Sears catalog or something. They have the... I mean, they had all the lace... See, I don't know about Sears. Yeah. Fair. But I, we used to get um, Argos. So Argos is like our target or whatever where yeah. you can buy something of everything right there's a bit of everything there and it has a big catalog and it literally goes from a to z and you go through there blah, 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 and i'd always like get one and then you get to like the l and get the lingerie yeah, yeah. Or night clothes <laughs> and there'd be a couple of chicks in like some lacy trim bars bras and then you take that into a toilet and then do something you don't even know you're doing with it <laughs> we were thinking about this the other day i feel like um pornography has got you, you used to have to really invest in being a little perverted like it, the days of dial up it took fucking 25 minutes to print yeah. out one picture of denise richards in a a, a see-through top that was yeah. wet because of the sea yeah i mean i'm probably a little bit older than you i'm 40 35 so. yeah I'm yeah so now. i was so when i was like in high school you still had like people had to have like a vhs of a porno and then there'd be like there'd be kind of an underground trading community of yeah where you pass the one thing to each yeah, other somebody'd steal a porno mag from you somebody's that one and i'll give you ste- this one. stepdad stepdads weren't as good as hiding porn as real dads because they're just like whatever you know they're a stepdad first porno i ever found was in a bush there's always a porno in a bush yeah <laughs> i probably know why that anymore. i when I, I remember i got a good collection of, of porn and then i i had like a paper bag i had like a couple different magazines and a tape and then I got like really overwhelmed with like guilt that I was yanking it so much. And I was like, I need to get this evil out of my life. Wow. So that was like you trying to go cold turkey on the jerk. So I took it. I, I had it all in a paper bag and I went down to the Ohio River and then I chucked it into the river. Fucking hell. This wasn't Jumanji. What the fuck is this? Is I was just like, get, this get out, out of my life. And that way, then like a week later, I was just giving it, because also my jug of lotion was in there. And then like a week later, I'm giving it a dry jerk using my imagination. Oh, it was a real nightmare. Using the, using the tears of regret. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was I was like, boy, I should have just. I romantically uh, like the idea that that bag of pornography paraphernalia got a little bit soggy, but then kind of washed up onto the bank. And yeah. like a young boy, like a group of young boys found it. And it was yeah, like a in a bush. I feel like there must be like, or I always assume there might just be like pedophiles walking around parks, like national, you know, national parks or local parks, just stuffing porno mags into like, do you yeah. know what I mean? Because right. there was always a few pages stuck together. Yeah. So someone had definitely jerked off into that magazine. Well, yeah, or somebody stole it from their uncle or something and then went out in the woods and cranked it real quick. Or and some it, guy's got a really religious wife, boy, yeah. on the way home. Just fucking, I just really want to jerk off looking at, you know, like a sexy young black girl fucker, a giant uh, giant guy, and, 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 and then I just want to like... But then I can't very show specific. My, well, yeah, because, <laughs> I mean, if, you're, if you're a religious white guy yeah, yeah. You know, who can't take pornography into his own home... That's what you're going to be jerking off. You're not going to be jerking off looking at, you know, Maureen from next door. You're going to you're going to want to see Destiny. Destiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the thickest, lusciousest woman ever. And then you're going to go home and go back to that miserable life. But you've it's got to- really, really interesting how we went from pretzels into pornography. <laughs> I mean, sometimes those two things overlap quite nicely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like I quite as I get older, I think I appreciate um almost the the scheduling of food and sex like i I don't i don't mind that i like that i kind of go all right well every day before i have a shower i generally jerk off like i just get rid of that let's get rid of that that. you you do you do a morning yank well i mean depends when i wash sometimes i wash a little later in the day you know i might go to the gym in the morning then i come home 
And then, you know, I've been in the gym with like sweaty men all day. And then I'm like, all right, now I've got to get that. I just feel like if I yanked it in the middle of the day, that would just kind of shut the whole day down. (laughs) How furiously are you masturbating? (laughs) Nah, I'd just be like, boy, I'm good. Well, yes. I, well, I just kind of lose the motivation to go out, you know. <laughs> well, I get the I get the impression because I've I've with interest. We've only actually ever met in person or hung out in person maybe once yeah. at your at your old house at the yeah. Um, well, the, we met a couple other times, but that was the only time we really kicked it. Exactly, and uh, and uh, but I keep up with your Instagram content, which yeah. I'm you know very much a big fan. I of. appreciate that. Jeff. Oh, dude, it's fucking hilarious. I mean, everyone will check it out. We'll plug all of the yeah, uh, all of the um it's Dave Wake comedy though, right? Is your Dave Wake comedy. Now, uh W A I T E. Yeah. And um you do these wonderful like Q&As with your fans where people yeah. ask you questions. You used to do a thing in the bro house, right? Was it was it called the bro house? The yeah, bro house mystery. But now the, you're in the dad house, right? The dad pad. Dad pad, sorry. And you would do these little, what the fuck is this light switch doing halfway yeah, up the wall? Yeah, it was, a, you, it, you got to see the house. It was just a real hodgepodge of everything. There was a yeah. weird ship's window in the living room that we never really understood. It was beautiful, though. Yeah, yeah, it was a great time there. Yeah, it was like, but I mean, your content is beautiful because it was very, it was very like, you know, and, you know, I'm sure people watching this go, all right, you're aesthetic. You're not trying to be over, overly flamboyant. You're like, I'm a, I'm a real guy. I got a hat and a beard yeah. and a t-shirt. And I'm just doing my thing, man. You know, I like a pretzel. I want a pretzel sponsorship. Other people might be like, oh, I want a, a Cartier sponsorship or a Lamborghini. You're like, give me a fucking hot pretzel and an afternoon wank, and I'm set for the rest of the day. <laughs> well, not an afternoon. A nighttime, yeah. yeah you're an afternoon, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. yeah, I mean, when I started making those videos, it was uh, about just trying to figure out how iMovie worked because it seemed really... <laughs> I know iMovie's pretty easy, but I just wanted to learn how to do any editing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I was like, well, I'll just start making these dumb videos. They're not see. dumb, man. They're very, very funny. You're being down on them, but I know uh, you're doing uh, that self They're very funny. I've been, yeah, they're, I guess they're funny. I don't know. It's hard to... I, I'm not a... I'm not the best salesman of myself. You don't have to sell it. I'll tell you. They're very funny <laughs> and you have a huge audience who finds them very funny and always likes the videos, lots of comments. And I think that um, it's it's almost like I don't know. It's 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 almost some of the most you know what's attractive to it for me. I can't talk for anyone else, but as an audience, is that it's very real. It's just very real. It's just a guy sitting in his in his living room on an armchair going, "What the fuck is that up there? Why? What is? What even is that? Why?" Is right. That? And then making a, a weird little video back. Yeah, yeah. That ends up being very well written i don't know do you actually write script for what you're doing i just f- keep filming takes and, and see which ones i like and know? then later on go through them and cut out i mean sometimes i have like a general idea of what i want to say right you know and then keep going or like the premise i haven't made any of those in a, a while because the dad pad isn't as mysterious as the bro house was well i mean what does the dad pad offer that the the, the, bro, the bro house didn't you know What's 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 it got? What's its unique selling point? Well, th- that it's not falling apart. That's always a good look. <laughs> and and it, all the light switches are in the right spot. Well, maybe that's the upgrade. Maybe that's the upgrade. Maybe your content is now focused on. Look at the lap of luxury I'm in right now. Check this. Look at this frying pan. Look at that. It's got almost all of the non-stick <laughs> yeah. material still on the top. There's no fork scratches in it could be something like that it could just be like celebrating the day i mean pack. now we have like a new couch and we oh. got a fire pit stop it the fire pit is huge that's the one thing really and we got a yard i mean that's the one trade-off is for having you know some roommates is to having a much bigger place you sure know? and i like 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 
the fire pit is so nice because after shows, sometimes we'll have people over and we could all start a fire. It's a pretty smooth pickup line for a girl as well. Hey, we're going to go back to my place yeah. and have some drinks around the fire pit. That's quite a nice little. Yeah, there was like, yeah. A, like, a, like two months ago after a show, uh, we got like the ratio was like four or five guys and like five girls. And I was like, man, I can't believe we pulled this off. You That's know, pretty good. Yeah. No, nobody got laid, but you know, it's still, <laughs> but it's still like, you know, the, the, bring out the lotion, but the, the, yeah. uh, just the idea that it could happen or just the idea, like at least it, it was just so nice to have the ratio to be even, you know, you know how hard that is. I mean, maybe not for you, you're a handsome guy, but you know, if you're living down here in the, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's hard. I think it's hard to get any nice, like nice, just to get a group of nice people in LA to do anything together is yeah. a bit of a strain, right? But yeah, having a place where I can entertain people is very nice. I, yeah, I like that. I like having people over game nights and fires and what kind uh, of games are we talking about? Oh, uh, you know all these new board games that are happening. You oh, know? we're not talking like we're not invested like a D and D campaign or no. A, there's just a, a three day game of Risk. No, there's a lot of really cool games that only take like a half hour. Okay. And, but there's still Cons like, against humanity that kind of well, stuff. not that lame. I mean, some of them are a little bit nerdy. <laughs> wow, all right. I'm we got one on my Cards Against Humanity no, fan base. We're very, I just feel like Cards Against Humanity is like a game for people that aren't funny. I just to want be to funny. thank our other sponsor, Cards Against oh, Humanity. That's been nice. Sorry, that'd be hilarious if that was it. Um, one of the new games we got recently is pretty tight. It's called Potion Explosion, and it's it's got a bunch of marbles and. The, uh, I, it's hard. Well, I could show. Oh, I actually show because there's a camera. There's like this. People can look it up right now, but it's got like this track, and all the marbles come down. You pull a marble out, and they clank together. And if those are the same color, you can pull them out. It's like a real life Candy Crush. Oh, okay. Hence, potion explosion. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Similar colors. Yeah, and marbles, you pull, and you then can... and then you you build a potion with those, and then you. You drop it like for people that are like new to board games. There's a lot of action. It's pretty, it's a pretty board. And the fact that you're pulling marbles out, it's a good gateway game where people are like, ooh, and then maybe you can take a little bit nerdier game. Yeah, after yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So that's like the nerd, the like almost like a litmus test for how nerdy your guests are. Yeah, and if they get behind potion explosion, you're like, all right, here we go. Well, yeah, there's a game. Let's crack out Magic the Gathering. Let's really get stuck <laughs> no. in. There's a game, Bang, that everybody loves. It's a little bit tough to explain. It's it's kind of like one of those werewolf or mafia games. Okay. But one person's a sheriff, and then there's like two deputies, two outlaws, and a renegade. Like it. But you only know who the sheriff is, and then everybody else is kind of bullshitting, saying that they're a deputy. I understand that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, there's a video game like that as well, where it's in like a village, and one, one person is a werewolf or something, but then you don't know who, and you have to find out who's murdering everyone. Right, and this the thing about Bang is there's like dice and there's like a lot of action, so you have to take an action every turn. So like you could shoot somebody, you shoot this person, yeah, yeah. you can help give the uh, sheriff. I'm grinning because first of all, I like I'm grinning about three things. I always have three tangents going on in my head at once. First of all, I'm grinning about the fact that you've said some very nice things about me, but also I think you have the impression that I'm not as fucking nerdy as you, yeah. which I, I probably am more so. I've literally got my D and D start. Oh, Oh yeah, and all my models up there, dude. I'm a, uh, I'm, I'm in the middle of a campaign right now. We got another couple of sessions. Oh uh, yeah, we've been going for months. Well, uh, next time I have a game night, huh? Right, yeah, Fuck man. yeah, man. Uh, the second thing is also that I love that the only time I've ever we've actually in person had a proper mm -hmm. hang was at your house where you had about 200 people there yeah. having a big send-off. Everyone was getting a bit fucked up. We were cooking yeah. steaks and yeah. beers and drinks, and it got a little bit rowdy later on. Yeah. Um, 
and and yet your what seems like your ideal rock and roll night is cracking out the board games. I like that kind of juxtaposition. Yeah, I mean, that, well, that was like the last party of the the bro house. So yeah, we really went for it. That party had like three waves. There was the afternoon wave. Yeah, where people came over. There were like people that came over like three and left at six because we had a show in the garage, which you ended up getting getting up and doing a set. Yeah, that was great. really good fun. And like, but there was like a point where it was just all comics and like a couple of the one or, one or two of the guys because it was mostly people that lived in the house. We're going to be on the show. Right, okay. And one of the guys like, oh, I don't think we should do it. It's just going to be a bunch of comics. They're not going to pay attention. I go, yeah, but we invited people to get here at 7. Like, we invited a second wave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we invited people to come over from 3 to 6. When and- you did that show, there was like a good, at least 100 people standing in your backyard. Yeah, like- most of them weren't comedians. And no. those people all left. And then all the comedians that had shows at like eight came later. Came later, so it was like a three-wave party. So that was the optimal time not to have an afternoon jerk because then you would have been done. That would have been it. How are you going to host? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to. Do one you like, time we do had, like live- oh sorry, go on. Well, one time we had a party there, and uh, I was having a, I can't remember if it was my birthday or it was we had a we had a party for some reason. Okay, and it was like one of these all-day jams, and. Uh, we started in the, the, the middle of like three and then like we were like going to have games later, but I was like too fucked up and I was like, I need something to even me out. And my old roommate had left a bag there and it was just it, the word drugs was written on it. Nice. That's always safe. So I went in a safe option. Isn't it? it was in my other roommate's room, but he, he you know, I was kind of up for grabs and I was a little bit whatever. <laughs> what, what were you looking at inside this bag? Well, I, mean, I looked at this thing and I was like, I think this is MDMA. Right. And I took it, and then, like, I'm in the kitchen. Because I was like, I need something to get me up, and, like, I'm fucking, you know. I'm I'd like, love to see you on Molly. And I was just wanting something to, like, help me ride the right way, because I was, like, really losing steam, and it was only, like, 9 o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, like, one of the co-hosts of the party. And I was like, I'm, I'm, I need a... a little pick-me-up, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I was like, I'll do this. I need a nondescript, small tincture of whatever the fuck this is. It was just, is. like, you know, a capsule, and yeah, it had yeah, yeah. powder in it or something. And then I... I was like, I was in the kitchen and I, and I was like, I looked over a bag of chips and it melted. And I was like, oh boy, this is an MDMA. <laughs> <laughs> and it was this drug called 2CB, whereas, uh, you know, when they made LSD illegal, chemists went in and like changed it a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then they're like, this, this, that wasn't illegal for a long time. And like, I, I went on the, the Wikipedia page for that, like countries are still catching up with that. I know trip. you're saying the crazy chemists, all all of that, all of the legal highs in yeah. England that they where they just change one small yeah. part of the uh, you know genetic makeup or yeah. whatever the fuck that is. But then some of the shit was killing people. Like a lot of it was killing people. So yeah, so I was like, oh, so I essentially took like LSD. Nice. And then I was like, I, I bet you were fucking zinged up after that, weren't you? And then I was like, I'm gonna go in my room. <laughs> I just like it's like nine thirty. I'm in my bed, and my roommate Grant comes in. He's like, "You got to get up. People are out here." And I was like, oh, "All right, uh, dude, I'll go out in the garage." And uh, then I was just out in the garage smoking cigarettes, like tripping balls, and then people would come out and say hi to me. And I was just like, "Do you want to make a potion?" <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh boy, this is a bit much." <laughs> you enjoy it? You enjoy being on uh, LSD or acid? Or- 
boy, when I know I'm going to do it, you know what I mean? When you, when you accidentally gave it to yourself and there's a lot of people at your house. You accidentally know. gave it to yourself. <laughs> I accidentally fucking drug myself. With yeah. When you sign up for one thing and you get another, you're like, Oh boy, I wasn't, you know, right? I thought that it was going to go a completely different opposite way. That story. I thought it was going to just be like a prop for a comedy skit where he'd written drugs on a bag no, and no. put in maybe like, you know, like you can get little iron capsules or vitamin yeah. B capsules. No, no, this is the real deal. It was just straight up. LSD. All right, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Or like a you know cousin of it, but yeah, it was definitely. I was just in the garage, and my cigarette was glowing like more so than normal, and people come out. See, now there. you're making me miss acid. <laughs> and I was like, boy, this is wild. <laughs> that does sound pretty fun. Did he get annoyed that you'd taken his bag of drugs? I only took that one thing, oh, okay. and then uh, I think there was another one of them, and I was like. And then I was like, boy, that's a little bit strong. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> he left it for us, you know, me and my other roommate, because he moved out. And he goes, here, keep this. It'll be fun for you. Keep this bag of nondescript drugs. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I, man, I don't feel like they make good acid anywhere anymore. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't know the first place to, well, actually, that's a lie. I think once you've done those kind of drugs, you always know where you could potentially get them from. You can go to any, any hippie concert, you know. I don't yeah. know if hippie concerts are a big deal in England. Oh, but yeah, no, they are. Yeah, we have a lot of live music festivals and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, any, but like yeah, jam bands here. And there you go. Anytime, like I remember... And the roadie will always be a guy with long hair called like, he'll be called like River Moon or something. He'll be like, yeah. hey, what's up, man? Yeah, you want to get some, you want some acid, dude? Hippies, yeah. hippies. That's yeah. where acid always is. Yeah, <laughs> it's true, isn't it? Burning burners, a lot of yeah. burners, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. Do you, do you like living with comedians? Yeah, I do, for the most part, yeah. I mean, you move from one house filled with comedians into a new house filled with comedians. Yeah, I mean, so. the, the bro house, I kind of... When I moved in there initially, there was only one guy that was doing comedy at all, and the rest were normal people, Norm, <laughs> normies or citizens. We are pretty abnormal, I like that. And then, you know, people started moving out, and I slowly started moving people I knew, and I kind of curated the vibe, and then... So you considered the the Papa, Papa Bless of the dad house? The, yeah. Yeah, like the, the almighty Papa of, <laughs> of the dad house. Well, the dad pad, yeah. I mean, dad pad, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. The don of the dad pad. Person, maybe, maybe. Because the, the, now there's four. I don't know if I, maybe. If you're the original and yeah. you curated all the other people who came into that, you effectively are like the head of that kind of crime organization. Yeah, 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 maybe. Nice. <laughs> See, but that's it, something that's quite hard to give up. I what, feel like, you know, that kind of. Having a little bit of a yeah, this is my domain, and right. I can I can kind of curate the kind of people that are here, and that's that's a hard thing to give up. Well, the one thing is, I always try to live with comedians that also do the road. So a lot of times people are gone, you know. So I mean, when we live in that big house, a lot of times there'd be only two or three of us there. Yeah. You know? So it's like, man, you gotta, and even the place I live now, like. You know, one of the guys is gone, another guy's leaving tomorrow, and there's just going to be two of us there, you know. So Perfect. It's just like you, a, you have a romantic weekend. Maybe yeah, yeah. a nice little dinner for each other. And then sometimes it's just you there, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And you're like, you got a huge place to yourself, you know. Do you, um, did you ever have to eject someone from the dad pad or the bro house prior to that for, for being just a shit roommate? No, I mean, there was like... comics are notoriously dirty and gross. Right. No, there was nobody we had to get... I mean, there was like one guy that... He was only subletting from another guy. Right. And he was always kind of late with the rent. But, you know, he, he the sublet ended. I mean, if he would have stayed there through there and yeah. it would have been a, a thing, we probably would have had to get rid of him. But 
the sublet. Got it was Aziz Ansari, wasn't it? <laughs> Aziz could have bought our house. Yeah, and yet he couldn't pay his rent on time. <laughs> Unbelievable. I feel like I, I could never live with people again. And I fear for, I'm dating a young lady at the moment and she's a wonderful person. And I, um, you know, I, whilst we're a long way away from moving in together or anything like that, of course, in my head, you start going, all right, could I live with someone again now that I've got used to having my shit exactly how I like it and in the way that I like it? You know what I mean? And I just, I just don't think I could fucking do it. I don't want anyone in my fucking space apart from on my terms. I, yeah, I mean, I understand that. I mean, but I don't know. I, I don't want to be alone. <laughs> oh, <laughs> brother. You're not going to be alone. I mean, you might, you never know though because if you, does it, does I it, just, does I, it, I guess for me, like, you know, when I come home from the road, knowing that there's going to be some people there to hang out with isn't nice, you know? Like, I don't know, this city could be pretty lonely, you know? I would admit. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. So it's always nice to have people around. I don't know. I I don't know if we're meant to live alone, really, as people. Probably not. Yeah. That's why there's so many depressed people running around or committing suicide or hurting themselves. Right, right. Yeah. All right, yeah. Wow, God, that really touched me as well. It was so sweet how you were saying it. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. want to cuddle. Dave Wade just wants to cuddle. I, have I, you? Have you? Um, I mean, there. You know what I mean, though, is that there's you're a forty year old man, right? Yeah, yeah. So you hit point where you go, all right. I love the comic lifestyle. Yeah, I loved yeah. being on the roads. I love having my bros around my best friends. But also, you're a man who clearly desires love. Yeah. And um, you know, would love to share that life yeah. with someone else. And sometimes you go, all right. How likely is that going to happen? If I go to the girl that I meet who's taken my breath away and we've talked after this show and go like, hey, come and hang out with my three roommates. Right. She yeah. Like, mm. I mean, sure. I mean, yeah, I guess there is there is that. I mean, just call yourself the landlord. Just say they're your tenants. <laughs> but I guess if somebody really likes you, then that wouldn't be an issue. Boom. There you go. You know what I mean? There you go. Yeah, and hopefully that's the Instagram quote right there. You know, and also it's like, and hopefully she's got her own place, and then I can weasel my way in there. Yeah, got these guys <laughs> loose. That's fucking beautiful. You know, man. most comedians. You know, anytime a comedian's like, my my girlfriend's, uh, my wife's a doctor or a lawyer. You're like, you no, did it, dog. You did it. You fucking high yeah. five. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. You just come. You got to be entertaining. You keep a clean house. Like one of my buddies, like his his old lady really crushes it, and like his house is like. He really keeps the house. I bet he keeps the house clean because he's like, yeah, he doesn't want to fuck like a, that up, right? He's got a botanical garden in the back and bees. What does his wife do? What is she? Uh, well, they're not like married. She just does like you know some sort of head hunting job or something. But like she's that. wealthy. She's done well for herself. She's done well for, and he's done well for himself, you know. But like, you know, he, she's done better. But he's at the home. <laughs> all, but he's at home all day there and really, go. really got that. Like she can never come home and be like, "What'd you do all day?" Because like. You just see the house and like the garden and everything. You're like, that's what he did all day. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. He he justifies what he did all Dude, day. Dude, I, I clean my apartment every single day. I go around with a vacuum look, and stuff it looks like, like that. It, man. We got a housekeeper now that comes to our house. So, oh, yeah. You know, so that makes a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean the one thing is I Was that an upgrade for the dad pad? You're like, Well now well, we we're, now we're dads. We have to we have to, you know, have a cleaner coming. Well, we don't have we... to pay utilities. And once we found that out, we were like, Oh, we should use that money towards housekeeper. I mean, I do feel real I try to be gone during that time. I try to go do anything. Yeah. When somebody's in there like 
making your bed and shit. You're like, I feel so goddamn weird. Yeah, I get that. I get that. I always feel uncomfortable. I had to... Um, but we got so much common air you know, with dudes, and, you know, it's like, which one of us is going to volunteer to clean the bathtub or something? Right be now? honest with me. When you hired the um, the cleaner, is it a man, man or a woman? Who woman. Cleans? It's a woman. Did you hire an attractive cleaner? We just got a recommendation through like a family friend, so of an attractive cleaner. Uh, you know, we just got a recommendation. <laughs> I feel like you can either just go, "Well, she does an amazing cleaning job." Or you can be like, "I also really would love just a beautiful woman walking around my house for an afternoon." I would definitely feel even worse if yeah. there was like a beautiful, <laughs> at least like the lady. Now. We don't stare, sit there staring at her, Dave. You just like, you know, just kind of, oh, hey, how's it going? And then it just feels nice. The perfume. You can smell her perfume as she walks around. You I know, would, it's just like, oh, wow. See, the, that, perfume the lady the we bleach. have now is like very momish. And, uh, you know, you're like, you feel like you. Doesn't you know, mean she doesn't want love, Dave. Well, that's true. She comes to the dad pad. She's a mum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> goes better together than a dad and a mum. I feel like a babe really wouldn't be in there cleaning your house that good anyway. It depends which <laughs> she just cleaning feel, service She'd just use. be like, look at me, come on. You yeah, know? And you're true. like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll sweep. <laughs> when you say that, I had a, we had a cleaner when, when I was a kid. My mum and dad, you know, they both worked full time. Mm-hmm. So they had a cleaner that came once a week. And we had one and she was this young French girl. And she was clearly like a student who was like studying, but I wanted to try to earn some extra money. And she did a bit of cleaning. She come in and she was fucking smoking, yeah. like smoking. And I remember being, I was a little preview Besson boy. So I was just like, oh my God, well, she's fucking poor. You know, didn't know what to do. Like, you know, maybe had a little memory wank about that once every now and then. Memory wank. Yeah. Well, you know when you commit it to memory, you do that, right? You go to the supermarket, you pick out a few groceries. There's a gorgeous uh, yeah, girl. They call it the me. Spank Bank here in America. Spank Bank. <laughs> That's one for the Spank Bank. Yeah, yeah we got that as well. Wank Bank, we say wank, wank rather yeah, than spank. Yeah. Get a wank in. Yeah, we get a wank in. Where the fuck does wank come from? Because spank makes more sense. You're like, sort of hitting the, you're aggressively dealing with your penis. Whereas wanking, wank to wank, just sounds very strange. Yeah, our language is a little fucked, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you all call people wankers. That's, you know, it, no, nobody in America is like, that guy's a jerk. I mean, I get like. A jerk off? Yeah, you say yeah. jerk off. You said a jerk off. You say that? Yeah, not not too often though. But you, you English guys are always called If you're people, a soccer mum from Wisconsin, you say a lot. Yeah, but a lot of you. Come English. on now, you jerk off! It's like a very, it's a very like. But it's not sweet, as you, you, ubiquitous as like wanker. That's like very much in your guys. Very like, British. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we like the word. We said the C bomb. We dropped C bomb a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's not. Nah, it's not as cool here, is it? It's very uncool here. Very uncool. And I don't understand why it's such a lovely visceral word that kind of it just rolls off the tongue. The cunt. It's so like. All those consonants. It's great. It's a lovely, wonderful sound. I don't know. It sounds great. Yeah, I guess it's it just not... Not for you. Not for us here, you know? <laughs> Is that like the whole American people? You took a vote? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one word we're ever like, Ugh. Yeah, it still gets people upset if you say it in a comedy club as well. But I think with the British accent, you can almost get away with it because they know... You guys it. get away with it, yeah. A little bit. But if you call like a lady the C word in an American comedy club, you can get fired. Also, I don't... I don't. Yeah, I don't call... I don't get on stage and call women... I did it once. Yeah. Did it once. And she, to be fair, she was acting <laughs> like a cunt. So <laughs> it was fair. But uh, yeah, you can get in trouble for that. Have you ever gotten in trouble at comedy club for anything you've said? I almost got fired one time, yeah. Yeah? Well, yeah, this table was being crazy, unruly, and I was just... You can say it, Dave. They were being cunts. <laughs> they were being cunts. And, uh, yeah! I love it. That felt good. 
And I was just like the middle act. And they were just right, and like immediately I got on stage and then they're like, somebody's like, where are you from? And I was just like, what the fuck? That's like, my job. <laughs> and I was just like annoyed with them right out the gate. And then I just decided really not to confront them because I'm the middle guy. And I and they were huge tables, like this big long table and the right right by the stage, like right. eight of them. So I just positioned my body where I did my act over here. Nice. It was like a big three hundred seat room. And then I would kind of walk over here and do my act over there. Yeah. Kind of passive aggressively. Just re but really not trying to engage them. And then they gave me and the people are like they just talked the whole time. But I just didn't know what to do. I was this is like probably eight or nine years ago so right. i wasn't as good of a comedian as am i now sure, you know, yeah, you're always yeah. you're getting more better fledgling and you're like and i i probably had a little i was probably a little bit more hot-headed back then yeah and then they give me the light and then i i uh once i got the light i go hey i just want to let you guys know uh you guys have been assholes the whole time i've been up here and i just want you to know that you're rowing in the show and then i did like one more joke and got but I was like, and you got fired for that. I did not get fired for that. But I was like, I didn't get fired. But well, I almost got fired. So the next day, this is in Minneapolis. I'm at the Mall of America. And I'm there with my girlfriend. She'd come in, hung out. Yeah. And we were walking around the mall, and then somebody from Minneapolis called me and was like, "Hey, did you get fired? Because they they just offered so and so the the rest of the weekend." And I go, "What?" So then I had to like call around and found out that i maybe i had been fired and then like this guy that owns a record label stand up records he he's in minneapolis and i was on his record label at the time so he personally like called the club owner and got me reinstated because i was like there for like the and my girlfriend was there it was gonna be super awkward yeah you just have to spend the rest of the week in Minneapolis. Just yeah, it was only two more days, out, but, but but yeah, it, it would have been weird. And then the guy that booked me was like, "I don't care what anybody says to you in the audience. You can't, you can't, resp you can't respond. Just you just got to ignore it and just do your act. And then the next night, well, that's fucking ridiculous as well. That's ridiculous. But to the thing, you as a comedian. But, but I understand the thing. The thing that really bothered me is this club had no security. The the manager was a waitress. She did. She was like a waitress and the manager. So she was like waiting tables. Sure. So she they wasn't just, policing the room. No one was policing. Uh, yeah, the room. and there was nobody. Like every night, there was somebody new in charge. So there was no uniformity of like what was going on at this club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And nobody was there to like rescue you. Like I clearly was like overmatched by these people. Sure. You know, sometimes you can win, but I was like I couldn't win. And, well, I would, and, and I and I was now nowadays maybe you know, I could the, win now especially oh no you would with the experience yeah yeah you have yeah, now, yeah, yeah. Deal with but that. I was also trying my best to like uh, like at least berate these people before the headliners sure 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 I was so just they hopefully would shut up yeah the yeah act, maybe yeah. even like even if my closing was just calling these people assholes yeah maybe not the best way to close and I I mean I was probably pretty nasty with it you know that's yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm underselling it right now you know and. Uh, and so the next night, they're at the same table again, different people, but the same table right in the front. It's just a, a wild, like, group of women, and they're, like, yelling shit. And I'm, like, yeah, I'm, like, crazy locked in, like, just, like, 
I'm just pretending like none of it's happened. It seems I'm sure if somebody's in the audience, it's probably like, this is weird, you know? Yeah, like, he's not, when someone, not referencing this. Yeah, like it's just like just going past me, and then then the headliner gets up on stage, and these people are like giving him a bunch of shit, and he flips out on him, and then during his set, he's like, I'm probably gonna get fired. So then I was like, did this guy was he behind me almost getting fired? Because like, why would you ever think like? In a million years, I would never think I'm going to get fired. Yeah, yeah. And now yeah. he's referencing it on stage, you know. Maybe the owner had said to him, "Hey, yeah. I don't want anyone." Yeah, but he's on any of the. Audience. But he was like, some guy got in his face in a fucking sh- shouting match, and then somebody finally came and threw that guy out. I mean, it was just a real nightmare of a weekend, you know. And, uh, and you're still doing comedy. Yeah, yeah. Got to do it, man. Hey, I got to pay the bills quickly. Manscaped.com, our friends, uh, one of our wonderful sponsors. They got the finest in wonderful uh, items that you can use to keep your downstairs area on point, gentlemen. If you want to make yourself look at least an inch bigger, which, you know, I've done, and now I've got a total of four and a half inches. Yes, ladies, it's official. Um, you want to get yourself the Lawnmower 2.0. It's a wonderful bit of kit. It's got skin safe technology. You'll never nick your nutsack. They'll thank you for it. Go to manscaped.com, get 20% off. You get a free travel bag and free shipping if you use the code SAVAGE. And also Boundless Tech, BNDLSTech.com. If you go over there and use the code SAVAGE, you get 25% off all of their wonderful vape technology. Whether you want to smoke flour, resin, distillate, or oils, you can go over there, get the CF710, the Terra, or one of their other wonderful range of products. Use code SAVAGE for 20% off. Um, I, uh, I, I mean, I, I would understand. Used to, I used to, like, if people were, like, really distraught, I would sabotage the whole show because I would be so angry. Yeah, know? yeah. And now I've gotten a lot better at give, letting people... You know, give them enough rope to hang themselves and really let them kind of play themselves out. And like, I'm not happy. I just don't understand people being mean or trying to fuck with your shit because you're the kind of comic when I see on stage, you're so like you're kind. You're a very kind guy. Yeah, sweet. You don't get me wrong. You're you're witty and you're sharp and you can be acerbic when you need to be in your in your material. But you're not a confrontational comedian, right? That's probably what I have a tendency to when I snap. It's like because I'm like. (laughs) Why are you being... Yeah. Like, why? I'm, I'm nice. Yeah, so... And, and I, now I'm going to wait in the car park and put three holes in the back of your head. <laughs> well, that, you know, but I'm like, I'm going to burn this show down. Yeah. I mean, I, I've really gotten away from that over the years. But yeah. there was a time where I'd be like, well, fuck this and fuck you. And, and then fuck all you all for not being on my side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would, that's what would really hurt me more. That's the folly of youth in the industry. Though. Right. I've done that yeah. plenty of times. I mean, even as far as... I don't. I know that there's two comedy clubs out here in the states that um, I've been recommended to by numerous people, and they won't even respond to an email from me because they heard on the circuit, "Oh, Jeff Leach had a fight." The comedy said he had a fight. And what happened is a guy was constantly at his whole table ruining the show for every comic. Multiple people referenced it. They only had one security on that night, so he was upstairs making sure the you know people who are coming in are being checked. Right. So no one was policing the room. And they were asked to be quiet twice on the comic before me. So when I went up and they started talking immediately off the bat, I was like, hey, what's going on? What are you talking about? And I just referenced it because we kind of are allowed to do that um, at that venue. But my mistake was being nasty. Like, I think there's a difference. If someone's talking, I think as a comic, you 100% have the responsibility to Mm. shut that down because otherwise it ruins it for the rest of the audience. Like you say, people will look and just go, why is he not dealing with this? Because it's clearly ruining his set and our appreciation. But that night I did the same. I did the cardinal sin. I called him a bunch. I told him they were a cunt. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the woman was uh, mouthing off and she was hammered. And she went, she went, 
Oh my god! Why don't you just do your thing and we'll do our thing? Oh yeah, that's how I had that off. And I trigger. said, <laughs> yeah, I went, uh, and everyone was like, "Ooh!" in the audience, and I went, "Madam, I'm trying to do my thing. Unfortunately, you keep interrupting my thing because you're a self-absorbed cunt." <laughs> and then his a boyfriend jumped up or fiance whatever and was like, "What the fuck are you saying, man? What the fuck are you saying?" I said, "Sir, please." Sit down, relax. We're not going to have a fight. This is, you know, there's a battle of words, I said. And if it makes you better, feel better, I'm not a misogynist in any way, shape, or form. I'm an ardent feminist. And I think you're equally a cunt, too. And then, then the, the audience laughed, and then they were removed from the venue. And the guy was like, I'll see you outside, motherfucker. I'll see you outside. And I was like, okay, you'll be waiting a while. I've got something to do for the next 15 minutes. And then I carried on, did my set, made the audience all have a good time. It was great. Yeah, yeah. But when I left the venue, I got sucker punched. The guy was waiting outside around the corner of the entrance so as soon as I walked out the door he just fucking smashed me in the side of the head Yeah, and uh, he should have knocked me the fuck out and he didn't and then I ended up opening his head up and <laughs> that's the story that got around so it wasn't like leech but I have to take you have to take responsibility for that element and that was yeah. a lesson I learned which is doesn't matter how mean and nasty an audience member's been to me you, you should make them look and feel insignificant and pathetic and ridiculous, but without ever calling them, you're a fucking piece of shit or you're an arsehole. Because yeah, yeah. as soon as you do that, you lose the power in that right, position, right. you know? But it's a hard lesson to learn. You've got to make that mistake once and hopefully yeah, yeah. it I doesn't mean, affect I, too much work, you know? I try to like really mediate, even when, I, even when those people are in the wrong, because the, so many times the audience just isn't on your side, even though you think they are. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. sometimes they are. But boy, there's been times where the audience just has left me hung out to dry, and I'm like, "Boy, come, you're gonna take this guy's side? He's being an he's asshole. Dead. He's literally ruining the thing that you pay money to do." Yeah, yeah, that, that the, the, the audience thinks that you're you're supposed to be able to destroy these hecklers, and like, and sometimes you're like, "I don't, I, I don't have." I, I don't have it in me to do. I, I this wasn't what I planned to do at I all. And I tell jokes for fifteen. Yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah. And this guy is really. I mean, especially on the road, like headlining for forty-five minutes yeah, and fifteen yeah, yeah. minutes. And you're like, oh, no, this, I got to deal with this guy. I don't want to deal with this guy. And the reality is, the comedy club should just throw those people out. Yeah. But they're like, they're drinking. They're, you know, you're like, yeah, exactly. But I'm like, they're that's rolling. worth fifty bucks to me. That guy, yeah. But they're ruining the time for all these other people that hire babysitters. And, and, and this those is their... people won't come back to the comedy club yeah, because yeah. they'll go, oh, they didn't even get rid of this guy. What a yeah, shit. Yeah, and they were know. talking the whole time. And the thing I'd always, I got upset recently. And luckily, we handled it outside because I, I, I was on tour. My friend has this show called Stand Up Science. Okay. My, my buddy Shane Moss. And it's a really cool show where he does like 20 minutes. He has an academic come out, professor. And then I was doing 15 to 20 and another academic. And then we did like 30 minutes. And the academics are what? Teaching you about science? Or yeah, but they would do like a, like, a, like a TED talk, you know, like kind of just distilled like science presentation. Okay. But Comical? No. Oh, wow. Like straight up like let's Yeah, learn. yeah. Okay. If they say anything kind of funny, the audience gives them the benefit of the doubt. But sure, it's not. Sure, sure, sure. They're not up there trying to do comedy. They're trying to teach the audience something. They're no Bill Nye's. They're not. They're not. No, I mean, some of them are really good. They're it just really depended, you know. Neil deGrasse Tyson, right? Right, but some of them were like, had been on NPR, so some of them were really savvy, and all of them were pretty good in terms of, you know, they are used to presenting to people. Okay, sure, sure. And sure. the show was marketed to people. So the majority, almost every show, everybody's there because they came there on purpose. They love a bit of science. Yeah, and stand-up. And it was really easy to follow the scientists, I'll be honest, I was really crushing. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, up against those guys fucking but, but, dry but uh in evansville 
we were there in Evansville, Indiana, and it's, I saw the guy come in, and he was with, uh, with the door guy, like, well, i got to pay $22 for this. And, like, his friends were already in there. And, so you already knew they weren't there for that the, show. And the door guy was, like, trying to be like, hey, you know what, this is, this is, he was really trying to tell him, you don't want to be here for this. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is not the show that you Everybody else for. wanted to be there for. And then I, I had, I had just gotten off stage. I went outside to have a cigarette in the back patio. And that guy's out there, the guy I saw at the door. And then, like, his dumb friend and some dumb lady. And that guy's like, that, that science lady ain't funny and shit. And I go, yeah, man, that's not, that's not what this is about. And then, like, and then his, his lady, the lady in the group, she's like, and then I got in trouble for just laughing. And I'm like, and then there was a waitress out there, and she's like, you were talking. And she's like, I was laughing, which people always say. They were laughing when they were talking. It's, sure, sure, sure. And uh, or they were. I was trying to help the show. Yeah. I was trying to help you out. And then the, the, his other buddy chimed in, and I go, "Hey, man, why don't you guys just get your money and get the fuck out of here?" Because, because I was like, I, I was just like, "Fuck these guys." And it was outside. You, are you? Have you got a little, a little? Uh, well, little they were just being real assholes. I'm not trying to out you as some violent. You no, know, I mean, I had a little. But, well, I just felt protective of the show yeah, good and man. this was the first time i can see you getting ready like look. this was the first time we had anybody on the whole tour there that ruined it yeah and, and it was like the best thing about the tour is that it really eliminated any dumb people there wasn't any bachelorette parties there wasn't any fucking rednecks but there 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 had been that night because they, they just came to that place sometimes yeah. that's where the show was and they those people still paid the money and they sure 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 and I was just like, why don't you get your money and get the fuck out of here? You know? Because they were just being what happened? disrespectful. And then and the one guy was like, you're really funny. And I was like, man, fuck you, man. And then, he, and then I go back. I open the door to go back inside. And he goes, oh, what? You think you're all famous? You're not going to talk to me? Fuck you. <laughs> he was just like, a, and luckily. luckily, the, Who did you think you were? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know like, I'm, I mean, I'm doing all right, but I'm not like, you know, I don't have. Like, I'm not famous. I don't at have all. like huge movies or anything. Yeah, what the fuck? No. You think I'm better than you? No, he, I just think just, you're a fucking he arsehole. He just thought I was being better than him. And I was trying you to be. Are, you were better than him. That was a problem. And then luckily, when I was walking back in, the door guy was coming back out there because I think the waitress had tipped him off that these people were being assholes. And, and, the, and the, the lady that helped set up the show was coming. And I go, I was like, give them their money and get them the fuck out of here. And uh, they took care of it. And those people didn't come back because there was a way out through the patio. So those people didn't come back in. So the show was better for it. Yeah. And I, you know, that'd been a long time since. But I didn't snap on stage. I just was outside having a cigarette. And these people were just being assholes. Yeah. And just maybe didn't realize I was there until I made my presence known. Yeah. And I was like, just. And then they tried to ingratiate themselves with you, but we're not. Oh, he was funny. He was funny. You were funny, man. You were funny. Fuck off. That's not going to make me like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you could always just leave. You just leave. You know. I think if you go to, um, there should be like a card system, little card system that could work. So if you go to a show and if you're being ruining the show in any way, shape, or form, then you're given like a little yellow card. It's just like that's your yellow card. Next one, there's no conversation, and then you're fucking done. Yeah. Yeah, and you could have like a sort of Italian commentator just come out yeah. and then everyone like throws their hands up. They do a little Mexican wave as you throw them out. You sing a song. Hey, yeah, you're going home, going home. Something like that. Yeah, Make yeah. it like bring a little bit of British soccer into proceedings. Why not? 
But like in, in in England, is the comedy much more confrontational? Are people always like heckling? Is that the pers- what you do? Wrote when when I was the per- doing the perception road. in America is that they were just like all oh, this heckling in England. Is- in England, yeah. Um, people in England, I don't know. I've experienced as much. Here's here's what I find. I, when I, mean, I when I, I was, when I was newer, I was experiencing as much heckling in America as I would in England. Yeah. In actually, in factual fact, in LA, more so than New York, I think, because LA people are infinitely more full of themselves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's a lot more people who are just just, and they're not even going to heckle. They'll just they just have a full conversation during the show. Yeah, the it's full the conversation like, is the worst. I'm like, go to the bar, go to the bar and have a conversation. But that's yeah. what I do now. But also, I think there's a big difference. Um, I was always very confrontational back. So if someone mm. was ruining the show, I would never shy away from telling them to mm. shut the fuck up in no uncertain yeah. terms. I'd be funny with it, hopefully, but yeah. I would also be very... And because I'm a big guy, I can get away with going like, my threat's real. Shut yeah. the fuck up and leave. Right. Like, I'm not going to do anything. and Get the fuck out. And they'd yeah. be like, okay, well, he means business. But I have... Um, I think the difference is when you have dealt with hecklers enough and when you've got those those kind of... Yeah. It's a completely different set of abilities than what we do as stand-ups. Right. But it's the kind of skills that I think every great stand-up should eventually hone yeah. is being able to do crowd work. You should be able to go on stage and do fucking 15 minutes without any prepared material. You should be able to talk to audience members, make them laugh, be able to riff and blah, blah, blah. Right. You should be able to do a very solid 15 to 45-minute set of just your material. You should also be able to, when someone is ruining the show be able to find a way that keeps you ingratiated with the audience by being upbeat and positive, but then also pointing out, but you know, you're kind of being a little fucking mean. There's no need for that. And I guess that comes from a place of insecurity. Let's let's get into that. And then (laughs) that's the best way. That's how I do it now. Or I make them feel incredibly bad about what they're doing and find a way to get them to be human again. Yeah. And my favorite one for that is when someone's talking and ruining it and blah, 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 blah. And, and then maybe you call them out for going, hey guys, keep the chat down. Like we can hear you. Or if you want to talk, go to the bar. And then invariably it will be nine. I'm not placing all the blame on the, the fairer sex, but I will say that 90% of those conversations I've had to have are with drunk girls, yeah, yeah. young, attractive, drunk women. Right. And I'll go, I'll go, ladies, if you're going to talk, that's okay, but go outside and talk. People are trying to enjoy the show and you kind of ruin it. And invariably one in the group will go, why are you being a dick? Or oh, I'm like, we're listening. Or maybe if you were funnier, we'd listen. Or something like that. And then what I'll do is I will go, I will back and forth with them a little bit. And then I'll go, listen, I suffer from depression. Like I'm making jokes about this. I have like clinical depression. And I spend 23 hours and 45 minutes of every day, waking hour, thinking that the world might be a better place without me on it. And I have 15 minutes to validate my pathetic, <laughs> shitty existence. Look at you. You're gorgeous. You look like you're quite wealthy. Your clothing is nice. So you live here. You've got a tan. You've got perfect teeth. You're killing it. I bet no one has ever said anything mean to you because you're fucking achieving. You're living your best life. You are hashtag blessed, madam. But I feel like I should be dead <laughs> at every minute of the day. And I have 15 minutes to put this minuscule modicum of talent I think I have out into the world to try and take other people away from their miserable day-to-day fucking begrudging feelings just to validate my shit existence and you're fucking that out for me I'm just saying tonight could be the night that I do it and that's on you now 
Boy, that's and a, that. Boy, that's heavy. <laughs> Dude, that's it though. It's heavy, but it's funny. I love how like a condom just fell out of your jacket pocket. Oh, man. That is the best thing ever. What were you planning on doing with me at the end of this podcast? Well, no, man, I just. Yeah, Ladies, he's prepared for all occasions. Well, shit, we can keep you rubbing. You, know, you know what I'm saying, though. You know what I'm saying, like. I was like, where did the condom come from? This is my there you go. <laughs> yeah. Also, it looks fresh as well. That looked very fresh. Not well, that's crunkled, what, not really. Well, yeah, you keep it in your wallet. They get all fucked up. But you got that's what the best thing about having a jacket is you can keep your condoms in your jacket. There you go. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been late in a long time, Jeff. A long time? <laughs> nah, January. That's, that's like, not a long time. That's not a long time. That's like a month and a half, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people have not been late in a long time. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking like years. Have you yeah. ever gone for a stint of like a... Whole year? A whole year without nah, sex? Nah, I'm not a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. You know. I'm trying to think. I've never gone that long. Well, I mean, I did 16 years. Oh, well, yeah. The start. Without a drop of sex. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah. Fucking going a year. But people do that. Sometimes people just remove themselves. I had a friend who said, I'm going to go uh, celibate. I'm going to spend a couple of years celibate. To really understand, and he didn't jerk off. He didn't have sex. He didn't yank. For he didn't, how long did he make it? Nothing. No, he did two years without a yank. And he told me that it was two years. My buddy but did was, one of those resets, and he said after like he did like the ninety day reset. You know where you don't watch the porn or anything and don't yank it. It's called like the no fappy. Really? And he said, "Is like, that healthy?" Because I think you meant to clean the. Pipe he said, down. "Like he started, he like there was like a point where he got real emotional and cried and shit because he wasn't. It just like fuck with his head and shit. He was like, I gotta get back in there. Start yeah, no really. <laughs> this is I think I think we're still animals for the most part. Yeah. I'm, I, I know we're pretending like we're this you know infinitely civilized culture and we're yeah. our species and we're gonna we're developing so <laughs> rapidly in the last few years. You know, we're all super woke now, super progressive." But the reality is, we're still fucking animals. Yeah, yeah. And one, for a man, for a male of the species, you have to just, I'm not saying you have to give it to anyone else or yeah. put it, you know, put any women through the misery of having to see you yeah. uh, release that sexual energy. Yeah. But it's a necessity. Yeah, it's, just it's healthy to clean yeah, the pipes. Yeah, just like an oil change. You got to crank it. There you go, man. <laughs> you get it out. And women have the same, they have the same needs. They have different, different yeah, needs in the they're, same. they're flicking their bean doing their yeah. thing. <laughs> modern day, uh, modern day dildos and vibrators terrify me because I always thought, you know, I like, I don't, I don't mind mixing up if a, if a girl wants to, yeah. hey, why don't we use a little toy whilst we're... Yeah, you can't really compete with that. You, but you can't compete with a fucking rotating rabbit, you know, but they I still like to be in. like hell and shit, you know, ladies. Dildo ain't gonna hold them. I mean, one day <laughs> there might be a giant dildo. One day that- there's, yeah, we got sex robots right now. It's only a matter of time until they, yeah, cuddle, <laughs> cuddling, engaged. Yeah, exactly. Is this too tight for you, Susan? I think there's. I don't know why you would have Stephen Hawking's voice. <laughs> you said you liked an intelligent man. Um. I, I am like listening. I am listening. Tell me, what did he do? Uh, yeah. Oh. Boy, yeah, we would never survive it. <laughs> this is how lonely the world is now, Dave. There's an app for cuddling. There's oh, yeah, an app yeah. so you can pay someone to come to your home and just lay on the floor and cuddle you and talk to you. You just lay down and you cuddle and you talk. <laughs> would you ever pay money to do that? Nah, man, I'd rather just pay the bone. <laughs> <laughs> fair but that's a different need that's yeah. a different need dude yeah 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 cause you know what if you go and pay a lady to have sex with you you know a woman of disrepute she's not gonna wanna cuddle you afterwards no no she would get the fuck out of there unless you're paying 
thousands for the girlfriend experience. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And like, who's got money for that? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart has that money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have that money. NBA players, sports players. Yeah, exactly. I, I heard from like uh, somebody like a lot of sports players that have sex with high-end call girls because the high-end call girls aren't trying to get pregnant. They know the score and they're not, they're not trying to get knocked up. I like that. And, you know, they're there to, like... Also, why would you ever fuck a chick without a condom? Right. That you're paying money to have sex with? Right. Yeah, yeah. But, like, there are, like, women out there that are trying to get your baby and, like... Poking holes through the condom. Yeah, or taking the condom with them and then dripping that jizz in there later. Oh, my God. <laughs> dripping that jizz in there later. <laughs> Fucking hell, like, turkey basting. Is that really a thing that happens? I don't know if that's an urban legend or not. It seems like a bit much. <laughs> if you're famous enough, I mean, and someone I is mean, desperate that, enough to get a paycheck. Yeah, I mean, you just dribble, dribble, dribble in there. And, and, uh, if you were going to, if you were going um, to. I feel like at that point, boy, you. I feel like, I mean, you could really argue. I mean, how would you know? You, you'd be like, well, I had sex with a condom. I guess it failed or whatever. Mm. But if you could somehow find that out, boy, I feel like you shouldn't have to pay for the paternity. No, they should have to put the, the child back in. Well, they should put it, back. it. Go, back. Back it goes. It's like a, return, like a returns policy. I didn't pay for this. I didn't pay for this. I didn't pay for this. I didn't want this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, technically, under the paperwork that we were pro- provided, this should never have been a possibility. Yeah, yeah. And it goes, whoop, mommy, no. Well, maybe like Trojan should pay the cost or something like that. There you that. go. What would you, um, if you were going to pay, because I mean, I don't know about your financial situation. I'm, I, you know, I still live a little bit month to month now yeah. since I moved to America. You know, I was, probably had more money in England when I was on TV, but <clears throat> I, um, I, I mean, I'm not above ensnaring, you know, like a, a really successful woman. Why not? Maybe getting her pregnant, you know, chick goes, hey, I really want to get, I, just, I hope the girl on Dane doesn't watch this, but she's, she's successful. But I, <laughs> here's the reality. If I, if you had to pick one woman, one famous celebrity to get, to get pregnant, if you were, you were the thought, right? So you're the thought now. You're out there. You're working the roads, okay? You've been doing the shows, but you're getting tired, Dave. You're hitting those points. You know, the drug bag is looking a bit empty. Uh, the dad pad has got a leak, and you're like, we've got to make some money. Dave, out you go, say the boys. You've got to go out there. You've got to get one of these chicks who, who really loves the poison game, you know, the poison uh, goblet game. What's it called? Po- potion explosion. Potion explosion game. You've got to take your potion explosion and send it out there to the world. <laughs> Who's the woman that you want in who do you think would be the woman you'd want to be the mother of your child that you could just like a famous lady i mean it's got to be because you're gonna you want the money you want yeah. you're, you're thinking purely from a financial point of view but you know you're a clever guy you're gonna go well I'm, i, I want to make sure she's you know really incredible who's the woman that you get knocked out well that's a real tough one ain't it yeah it really is yeah yeah because i don't think we view i certainly don't view women like that i don't view them as like a as a paycheck or a blah, blah blah even though i feel like i've been treated that way by at least a large number of women that i've I mean, spent time also with. like a woman that's successful <clears throat> well you're gonna have to take care of that kid a lot because i know I, there's no way i'll be able to justify listen you're looking for a sugar mama you're going in balls deep literally and metaphorically 
And I mean, you I guess get someone knocked up. Who's it going to be? Who are you knocking up? Tomorrow? Oh, man. I, I, you really put me on the spot. I don't want this to be on tape later. What if I make it? And then I run into that person. And they'll be like, oh, you want to get me pregnant? And I'll be like, what I if that know. ends up being the start of a beautiful relationship? Thank you very much. You can call the child Jeffrey, even if it's a girl. <laughs> Daddy, I, why am I called Jeffrey? And I'm like, oh, of course I'd like to have a baby with you, lady. And <laughs> who is it? Go on, who is it? I don't know. Can I write you back later, Jeff? No, you can't. come on, man. You know who I go with? Who? If it was possible, right? For the for the if the eggs were still up to par, someone like Celine Dion. Celine Dion, bro. I'm going for the paycheck or Oprah. 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 Come on, man. She doesn't. She, first of all, Oprah. She'd be like, "All right, let's get on with this. Let's do it. Let's raise this child." But she would be like, "Look, you're gonna. I'm, we're not gonna ever talk about this in the press." Okay, we're never going to say this happened. Uh, the kid is going to get an incredible education. It's going to have everything it's ever wanted. You know, I'm going to be looked after very well. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I think over time, so you're Oprah just going to replace grow- Stedman. <laughs> yeah, I think over over time, Oprah could grow to love me. Stedman is such an English name in my mind. There you go, <laughs> Stedman. It is a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Stedman and Barnes sounds like a book, like a like a book publisher. You'd be the White Stedman. I'd be the White, yeah, White Stedman. That's what I want to be. Yeah, so Oprah would be mine, or potentially Celine Dion as well. And also, bear in mind, Celine Dion is a she's not an elderly lady, but she's getting on a bit now. She's got to be in her sixties, right? No, she's probably fifty. Nah, fuck off. Three. Celine? I bet you Celine Dion's fifty-three, fifty-four. Fifty-three, fifty-four. Okay, think about yours though. Who would be yours? All right, Katy Perry. Oh, okay. So you're going for you're going for just like, although she's immensely wealthy as well. Yeah, mentally wealthy. Immensely wealthy. Yeah. I was I'm saying, but she's also, and let's talk about the mental side of things. I feel like anyone who's ever married Russell Brand. Yeah, it seems like a red flag. And she dated like John Mayer, which I like John she's, Mayer. She's dated a few fucking mental people, and on top of that. I, just, I feel like that gives me a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Need him a little bit. Here, Celine Dion. Celine Marie Dion. And you're Here's going 60? 1978. Uh, 1968 she was born. So what's that? 32 plus 19. So, oh, wow. She's 51? 51 years old. You just insulted Celine. She's not going to have your baby now, dog. Oh, I fucked it up. Net worth $700 million, though. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Did her old ass husband, oh, wait. Though? Fucking Kylie Jenner. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. She's a billionaire. Oh, yeah. Whatever happened to Kylie and Minogue? And she would never want to be seen with that me was like a, about. Remember her, Kylie Minogue? She was like a real hot English lady. I, I don't know why. Australian. Australian, whatever. Yeah. Same difference. Yeah, she was one of the biggest pop stars, at least in the UK and around Europe. Was she big out here? She had like one big hit here. I can't remember what it was. Locomotion? Do know. the locomotion. No. Or was it, was it, was it um, the one where she had... Can't get you out of my head. Yeah, yeah. Boy, you yeah, know yeah, yeah. that I'm talking it, about. That one. It, yeah, yeah. And that was it. That was it here. And then, but she... She get, was a huge star in England. Huge. Yeah, that was the only one that huge. crossed over. Yeah, I don't but know what she, she's up to but, now. Well, she was hot. I remember her. She's very attractive. How about lady. the Spice Girls? They, they fucked each other. Did you hear that story? Boy, did you miss that story, Jeff? Jeez, buddy. What? The Spice Girls fucked each other? Well, uh, Scary Spice, the Black Spice. Yes. Set, had a baby with Eddie Murphy. She she was doing an interview recently, and she admitted that she had had sex with uh, Ginger Spice. 
Of course they did. Yeah. I, I can see that happening. Yeah. Yeah. Victoria, Victoria Beckham is way too prudish. Yeah. Baby Spice. I mean, she's a baby. That's yeah. even just thinking about it, just the naming, yeah. it's a little pedophilic. We don't want to go down that route. Um, and Sporty Spice. I mean, no one was. No, but actually, no I, one wanted to fuck her. I wanted to hang out with her. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to play sports, organize sports <laughs> with her, but I didn't want to have sex with her. But I, yeah, that was, that was exciting news. Scary and Ginger had sex. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty. That's a hot wank. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be on my top ten list of celebrity romance encounters that I would like to witness. Yeah, I'd like. I'd love to see someone like Rosario Dawson. Yeah. I think she's immensely talented With, and sexy. Oh, uh, and then Eva Mendes together. Oh wow! That'd Two be- incredibly hot talented latin women yeah. yeah that's gonna be way harder. i like that you throw in talent <laughs> talented no but they are like, yeah, they're very part, talented. Part, part of my attraction rosario dawson is first of all has saved about three series that i've watched her in yeah, yeah. she's been the only actress or the actor in that show to save it for me so i do respect her talent but then also she's pretty progressive and she's very proactive yeah. she's a bit of an activist which <laughs> Is hot, but also sometimes could get tiring. I feel like you know. I like I like how we're adding all this extra stuff about their accomplishments, so it doesn't seem like we're just gross pigs. <laughs> <laughs> they're Don't so point accomplished. It out, David. <laughs> so, they're so accomplished, and I love their politics, and I, I mean, would like to see their. Having box. read a lot of her work and studied her, um, you know, her social activism, <laughs> it's really drawn me to the conclusion that she would be an incredible fuck, and that's uh, the highbrow. I mean, but also, but also, she is sexy. Like she's very sexy and very like yeah. feminine and strong and Latin women, man, fucking wow. All right, yeah, her and Eva Mendes. Yeah. Whereas I feel like Scary Spice, she's got that, like Northern accent, like I'm Scary yeah. Spice, I'm really, and she's fucking loud and she looks like she'd smell a little funny. She looks like the kind of chick who doesn't doesn't wear under, like deodorant. She yeah. kind of goes, nah, oh, it's not for me, you know what I mean? <laughs> and her and Ginger Spice. Well, Ginger was always my favorite. She I was think. a mess, though. Come on. The two of them. Can yeah. you imagine them finger-banging each other? That's not hot. I don't know. <laughs> I guess I guess you grew up with that accent. I think it would be fun. For there me. you go, see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like me hearing someone from Arkansas and someone from Alabama. Like a... Just so, southern, southern girl. Well, I just mean more just like hey Jeff, more, hey man, hunger, hunger. Oh me, 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 and me and you know me and Ginger Spice. We used to just really get in there, fisting right up to the forearm. You know, that's not hot. But for you, yeah. those accents are a little bit ensnaring. Yeah, it's exotic to me. Wow, there we go. All right, so that's what you'd like to get. Well, I tell you what, Mel B, um, Scary Spice, literally came out here got with Eddie Murphy. It was such a secretive little relationship. Got knocked up by him. And then he was like, get the fuck out of my home, you're dumb. But she's got the paychecks still coming through. So she literally did it. So maybe you could do it to her. And that could be like the perfect circle of... It's like an episode of Maury. Eddie pays her, then she just cuts me half of that Eddie check. Boom. (laughs) And you know that's going to be worth it. Yeah, totally. Well... Scary Spice, if you're watching and you ever fancied a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of Dave White, watched his clips on Instagram, YouTube, maybe you saw him on Comedy Central or 
you know, uh, Jimmy Kimmel. This is probably going to ruin my chances of ever being on America's Got Talent. I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> They'll dig it up. If anything, it will add to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could go on there. You got to um, have real short jokes to be on America's Got Talent. Real short. Real short. No and, stories. And you're going to lose to a dog act in the end. <laughs> They'll never let a comedian win or, that. No, a children's dance troupe. Yeah, yeah. Children's the, dance troupe. Uh, there'll be some sort of animal actor, some sort of fucking people with lightsabers dancing across. Magicians, the... they love magicians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll never let a comedian win it because then they'd be like, "Is this a comedian show or something?" I, I've mentioned this before in a podcast, but I went on Britain's Got Talent. They asked oh, me did? to do it. Yeah, after being a TV presenter for a few years, I moved away from TV completely and just focused on comedy. And after three years, they were like, "Hey, you know, a producer who knew me from TV days was like, hey, 'Hey, I'm working on a Britain's Got Talent. We, we'd really love you to come on and do comedy.'" And I was like, oh, I don't know, man. It looks, you know what I mean? Like once you've been the host of major shows, like doesn't it look a little bit? And they went, look, he was like, it's a really great opportunity. Millions of people see it. They watch it. Just look at it like that. It's a good opportunity to get your comedy scene. I was like, okay, fair play. I went up there, did it, got four yeses from the judges, got a standing ovation from oh, the audience for my set, fantastic. man. Yeah, it went really well. And then they didn't put me in this program. And uh, the producer had a chat with me afterwards. He was like, he was like, mate, he's like, um, the performance was amazing. He goes, but why didn't you sell the story in like a sob story in the the chat, the interview? He said you just talked about how happy you were and how. But I was like, because I'm happy, man. Like I was, yeah. I'm doing comedy. I'm doing something that I really respect now. Right. And like, you know, I hated hosting fucking teenage yeah. kids shows and stuff. I didn't really didn't really make me feel great. Right. And he was like, yeah, but you're an idiot. Like you, they want yeah. a sob story, man. And that's it. So yeah. your sob story could be like, well, you know, I've been trying to hook up this three-way. <laughs> and I knew that the only way to do that was to come on this show, prove my talent and my worth as a man to yeah. you, Melby. Then the whole audience, you go, like, woo! And yeah. you be like, oh my God, can't believe it's saying this in front of the world. But then you do your set, you fucking crush. Right. Simon Cow stands up, trousers all the way up to his nipples. Yeah. They're fucking erect. Poking through like, <laughs> starts applauding, tears streaming down his face. Who are the other judges? Howard Stern. Man, he's the fucking greatest comedian I've ever seen. Blah, blah, blah. And that collective energy, the euphoria, the excitement. Nick Cannon comes on. He's just fucking moonwalks on the stage. He's, you've infused him with such energy. And then Mel B backstage comes up to you afterwards and you hear a knock at the door. Boom, boom, boom. And she's there. And she's like, Dave, you just blew me away. And I've never felt this way about a man. I've never had someone pursue me in such a direct and honest manner. What, would she sing that song if you want to be my lover? Exactly. <laughs> no, is if that you want to be my lover, yeah. you got to get with my friends. And she pushes the door a bit more. Yeah, yeah. And as it swings open, Ginger Spice is standing there. Well, it sounds like a good time to they me. They come in, the door closes, and scene fades to black. Boy, a lot of the nerds that listen to your show just got real boned up. That was a good bit of fan fiction right there. That's the first bit of Dave Waite <laughs> fan fiction that's ever been written. Yeah, I don't know if that's true. S- sexual fan fiction? I have no idea if that's not. How do I know? How do I know there's not people out there that have written fan fiction that's That's sex- true. That's true. I've that's- never been never, never published it on a on some kind of media format. Yeah. yeah. How long have we been talking for? Oh no, we're going to stop now. Oh, we are right I was now? bringing this to a nice little conclusion. All right. But- I wasn't trying to end it. I just didn't know if we had time for one more story. We have time for one more story. Yeah, you got another story for me? So I used to have a podcast. Nobody listened to it. But it was me and my buddy Shane. And it was what was called it called? The Riff Board. And we- okay. And we lived together, and he he would notice that I said a lot of funny things around the house, and he'd be like, you should put that in your eye. And I was like, ah, just something dumb I said. So he just kept a pad of this, these things. Nice. And then we would sit out, and he, 
and then we would riff on these things that I said were funny. And, you know, we had a very limited fan base. But one time, one of my friends was in Nebraska, of all places. Right. And he sends me a picture with this pretty girl. I go, who's that girl? You you hooking up tonight or whatever, you know, on the road? He goes, no, she's a fan of your podcast. And I go, oh, what? I go, what's her name? He goes, I didn't get it. What? (laughs) I was like, oh, my wife out there, the the perfect because the podcast was mostly about queefs and boners, and it was the dumbest. And uncles, we talked a lot about uncles and dads. It was maybe the dumbest the podcast pairing: uncles, dads, queefs, and boners. I think yeah, that's, yeah, that's and a the, great name. And for the a fact Red Hot that Chili a Peppers woman album. listened to this podcast and liked it and mentioned it to him, and then I. And then we did a special episode where we tried... Hang on, hang on, hang on. Before you move on from that, she lived where? In Lincoln, Nebraska. Lincoln, Nebraska. Do you, and he didn't get a name. And we did... But here's the thing. We did a follow-up episode where we talked about this. And we're like, email in. And she never emailed in. And, uh, you know. So she just... If I, it wasn't meant to be. She was just. What's that called? Misconnections or one of Misconnections, those? but she might have written some fan fiction about me or something like that. She's out there somewhere, man. She is in Lincoln, Nebraska, hunched over a typewriter. <laughs> typewriter. Yeah, man. How old do you think this lady was? <laughs> click, back, click. I found a bag of porn floating down the river, <laughs> and it made me think of you, Dad. Oh, dude. Oh well, she's out there somewhere. Well, I don't, well, maybe she's maybe there's a different listener to your podcast. <laughs> if, if if I find out that by your appearance on this podcast, we've managed to hook you up with the love of your life, I you have to do me a, uh, a favor and you have to promise me right I'll, now. I'll buy that, I'll buy you know, those ball shavers. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy it. I'll put the offer code in there. There you go and get 20 percent off and a free travel bag and also free shipping on all orders. CoSavage.com or this is what I was going to say. I got ordained recently uh, with the Universal Life Church so I, could, right. so I could marry my two friends, Jimmy and Beck. And uh, we did a nice little um, ceremony up in the woods here in one of the one of the parks. You have to promise me if that woman, if we find the love of your life through this podcast yeah. and she reaches out and you end up going on a date and goes, well, get together, spend some time together. If you ever get married, I get to marry you. All right. It'll see people. See, people think it's proper because you're English. They won't ask any questions. There you go. Well, I mean, it's also by the way, it's legally official. Yeah, right? but I'm they'll like, think they'll I'm hear that, ordained. I'm they'll, a reverend. They'll hear that accent and they'll be like, "Oh, he went all out." <laughs> Dearly beloved, we're gathered here. Today. I've got the I've got the dog collar and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, let's make it happen. Uh, now, guys, if you do uh, fall madly in love with Dave, as as I have done over the course of watching him on stage and also watching him on his Instagram and across all of his content. Do me a favor, make sure you give this man a follow. Go and check him out live as well. Now, if you want to check out the website, it is... Dave Waite Comedy. There you go. It's so easy. I love a professional comedian who actually has the same thing for everything. Yeah, I try That's to do it name. all. I I, I I had my name, DaveWaite.com, years ago, and I, I had like the credit card lapse, and I didn't realize it, you know? Yeah. And then by the time I got around, like I was like, oh, shit, my website lapsed. And then some, someone else has got it. Someone else got it, and then they wanted a fortune for it. And so then I was just like, ah, oh, fuck it. DaveWaitComedy.com. If you want to check out all of the live dates, he tours all over the country, always doing spots every single weekend and throughout the week. And on top of that, this is a personal request as well. Find him on Instagram, just at DaveWait, W A I T E, comedy, and watch, just scroll through and just watch the videos. If you see Dave's face <laughs> and some subtitles on the screen, 
that's going to be content you'll want to watch. They're uh, so fucking funny, dude. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's so absurd now. Where like yesterday, I was like googling like how to get more Instagram followers, and it's like the last thing on earth I want to think about or try to make happen. You know, but I, I think but, the organic I, way you're doing it is the way. But to I it, like man. I like just like making the content and being funny but at some point you're like i guess i gotta market myself yeah. and you're like uh <laughs> dave if i can if i can say one thing it would be that i hope you don't focus as much on that and you continue to focus on just making yeah, the yeah. i mean i tried i to- started to lose the love because i was so concerned with all right well how do i keep this you know i'm gonna have the business acumen mm-hmm. alongside and i forgot to just make shit i love doing yeah yeah i made a rap today when you came in i was rapping yeah. about that's why I, yeah, I keep doing it because it's something fun to do. And then I started going to art museums. I don't know if you've seen those where I go to art museums and kind of make fun of the yes. paintings. And I, I really like those because I, I really like because to... Because fuck artists. Well, I don't... I'm not <laughs> fuck artists. I I just would like to demystify <clears throat> art. I feel like art should be for everybody. Sure. And there's such a high level... There's a, such a high cost where you, you go and you're like, I don't know. Hmm, yes, yes. And like yes, there, there's yes, like yes. A, such a pretense and you're like... If we could just sometime knock that pretense down, that art is for everybody. And like, even if you don't understand it, maybe it moves you. Also, it's all right to not like it. It's, 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 right. it's subjective. So yeah, yeah, and and so much of the art that we get is subjected to what rich people's tastes are because they fund so much of art in America. Sure. So they're really the tastemaker. So you're like, you go to this art museum, and you're like, you see some rich asshole's name on there, and you're like, well, and they're like, this is from their collection, and you're like. Is this even good art, or is this what an art dealer told them was good art, and they just bought it? Like, how? Just because they're rich doesn't mean they have a good taste in art. But now we're subjected to whatever art they bought. Why don't we put on our own art show, Dave? Maybe, and it could just be like little installations. So there could be. I, I, I've already got a, an idea for a piece, and it's called it's called pornographic magazine in bush. <laughs> bracket, bracket, well used. There you go. We'll make it happen, man. Listen, brother, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. All right, I really appreciate. Thank it. you so very much. To talk to you again and get to know you a little bit better. All right. Make sure you check out DaveWakeComedy.com. Also check him out on Instagram, Twitter, across the board. Dave at Dave Wait Comedy. That's W A I T E. Um, and also you can find him. All, he's, he's been on TV shows. He's been on Comedy Central as well. And there's uh, sets of his on YouTube. I'm sure that you yeah, can check I've been out. on a bunch of other podcasts. If you want to hear me on those podcasts, and also if you're out there, Lincoln, Nebraska, reach out. Yeah. Reach out. Thanks so much for joining me, man. I'll see you next time. Bye.